and welcome to S Jumper Newsstand with Amanda Chin and Adeline Huang. And today we're going to continue our rom com marathons mm-hmm. with Saving Face. Mm-hmm. So, Saving Face is a 2004 American romantic comedy drama film、uh, directed by Alice Wu in her feature length debut. So, the plot, taken from Wikipedia, it tells the story of Dr. Wilhelmina. Pang,、uh, a successful young Chinese American surgeon living in New York City. Will is a lesbian but is closeted to her mother Gao and her mother's friends. Will is forced by her mother to come to a gathering at the restaurant Planet China with family friends, where her mother has plans to set her up with a son of a friend. But Will is drawn to Vivian, the daughter of one of the Chinese mothers who recently got a divorce. Fun fact. I thought Planet China was the mocking the Chinese culture. Oh, <laughs> it's, an it's an actual restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, like,、um, so let's talk about the look of the film. So, what do you think? You want me to start? I mean, I've watched this a lot of times because、mm-hmm. I love the film, but I want to know what you think. Okay, so it was my first time watching the movie. So, I mentioned this last week. About how a lot of times rom coms don't have like、um, an, an eye catching look per se, because with rom coms, you're always focusing more on the characters, on the things that they go through, the angst, the fluff. The angst is the, the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what gets you, bro. So, a lot of these rom coms, like I said, don't have an eye catching look to it. It, it looks just like any other early 2000s rom coms. But I do have to say, the set design is pretty spot on. You know how they set up Planet China for like、um, <laughs> this sort of like weekend party? The amount of times, let me tell you, the amount of times I've attended a party that looks exactly like the one in the movie, it's amazing. It literally looks like Anke. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Anke, Anke is like a local Chinese restaurant in Jakarta. Like every single Chinese Indonesian has probably been to a party in Anke. Yeah, it's like the go to place, the go to family gathering、mm-hmm. place when someone's having a birthday or like Chinese New a Year. A wedding. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> so it's totally spot on in a way that、mm-hmm. I, my childhood consists. Of going to Chinese restaurants with my cousins and us looking at the fishies.、Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we want to look at the fish. We want to look at the fish. I want to go to the aquarium.、Yeah. Don't, don't go too far. Don't go too far, or else the food will get finished. <laughs> yeah. My sister's engagement party in was Anke? in Anke. <laughs> It. This is also one of the very few films, the last few films in the 2000s, early 2000s, that is made using film. Oh, really? So it's I didn't notice that. Wait, so what's the difference? With analog, you can see the tint, you know? It's not、oh. exactly like. You know how digital sensors are very crisp? Uh huh. With analog, you can still see the grains. Especially、oh. at night, and the tints like it could be tinted either blue or like green. Oh, okay,、yeah. okay, okay. See, Manda has a much keener eye than I do when it comes to these things, like 
like how how the different cameras can change the look of a movie i'm i'm completely blind to that honestly like i think that's why i like the film too because mm-hmm. like to me it is visually pleasing to my eyes mm-hmm. and you do shoot with a lot of film don't you i do mainly shoot analog because i'm like uh, a photographer uh-huh uh, so i'm not a filmmaker i mean i'm not a professional one which i'm <laughs> on the way aspiring on the way <laughs> aspiring but not professional mm-hmm. but i am a You're professional getting there. photographer Photography, she's a pro. Film, she's getting there. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and if we're talking about especially the rarity of lesbian rom-coms, you know. Yes. I've only seen one other one. I, I bet there's more, but mm-hmm. I've only watched one other one. And that's Imagine Me and You. And that's, that's, that's like, I've watched Imagine Me and You with Amanda. And that's a white lesbian rom-com. This one's Chinese. Yeah, which is the thing, like, especially with Asians, like, lesbian films with Asians. It's amazing. Proper representation. It's, it's so amazing. rare. Because yeah. especially, like, me, I'm, I'm a gay-ass lesbian. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't see a lot of, like, Asian representation since I'm not white, you know? Because mm-hmm. that is just such a rare thing. It's such a gem mm-hmm. that we found this film. Even today... You know, when when people are starting to become more open with the whole idea of the LGBTQ community, you've got films like literally big film studios pushing out these LGBT films like um, Call Me By Your Name, uh, Love, Simon. Okay, but then again, like Call Me By Your Name wasn't a big, big production. Like it was still independent. Oh, okay. Like if if you're talking about like big productions, I guess I could say maybe like Netflix ones like Love Simon. Love Simon was Netflix. Like Love Simon, maybe not Netflix, but like more more tar- targeted towards mainstream uh, media, yeah. like Love Simon or um, yeah, Alex Strange Love. Uh, that one, and then like I don't know, just like Riverdale, a lot of TV shows that have lesbian characters or LGBT yeah. Characters. So basically, you suddenly have a shit ton of these so-called LGBTQ like representation in media, but all of them is always white or it's at least American centric. Maybe you've got like one or two black like LGBT characters, but that's about it. Everyone else is just white. So for me, watching Saving Face, a two thousand four. Chinese American movie about lesbians. Did you just say horror? No, no. Oh, four. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Chinese American lesbian rom com. Lesbian. It blew. <laughs> lesbian. It blew me away because I keep on raving to everyone how Chinese and Hong Kong cinema was so much more progressive than Western cinema, like. Well, in a way, it is. Yeah, you've got like movies coming out in the 1980s and 19 like 1990s already touching the whole LGBTQ subject when Western cinema was still busy being racist. Well, I guess it's also because like with Asian cinema, there's not as there's not many like as much audience as there is. With yeah, so I guess films. like the creators don't really give a shit, which is good in a way. Yeah, because they push it to be different and to, they push it but to here's be the like, thing here's the thing a lot of these lgbtq movies mm-hmm. get banned in its own country of production so you've got cr- a lot of creators 
in these um, less developed countries who are so much braver when it comes to creating their vision. Because I guess like they don't have that much to lose, as much to lose as American filmmakers. Because like when you're looking at big companies like Universal mm. or Paramount mm -hmm. and like big, big production companies, they're literally holding the whole world in their hands. I guess. every Because every single part of the world is very American-centric. Yeah, you could say that. So, like, I guess there is much more to lose, but that In terms of money. Yeah, yeah, in terms of money, but then, <laughs> like, that doesn't mean that, that they cannot be pioneers to great works with more representation. I'm just saying, like, Western cinema has so much room and so many opportunities to be trendsetters, to be, to, to be like what you that. said, pioneers. And they refuse to do that. Because let's face it, even with this Chinese-American movie, it's still a Chinese, like a female Chinese director doing a lesbian movie. You don't see anyone white doing a lesbian mm -hmm. movie in, in that time period. Yeah, Except yeah. imagine me and you. But imagine me and you wasn't even American. Oh, see? It's British. It's British. Damn, Americans, come on, step up your game. Well, Americans, America is built on racism, sexism, and a lot of mis misogynistic just, and they're values. Just discrimin they're just discriminatory. Well, America itself, to begin with. it's found by... Okay, we should, we should stop shitting about America before we catch a case. Well, I mean, we're just stating facts. It's stolen <laughs> land. It's it stolen is. land. <laughs> It's not white people's land, it's the indigenous people's land. America, y'all problematic as hell. <laughs> Even now, mm. you know. God bless Biden. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's switched to normal racist now. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> not higher up racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's continue. Let's not, let's not get sidetracked. Yeah, like, like we talked about, it's like, very it's very rare to see good representation especially in american cinema i would say that saving face did a really good job i think i think i think so too isn't the whole cast actually chinese american unlike crazy rich asians they got ken jong to play a singaporean he's korean god well, damn not everyone really? is chinese american what about the main characters? i think the elderlies are not like the elder people are not chinese americans like, like they're, they're not chinese chinese, chinese. like i think they've lived in the u.s but i don't think they've like they are chinese americans you know like what so they some of them are like korean or something no no chinese but everyone's chinese is what i'm saying no 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 yeah everyone's yeah yeah chinese. that's what i'm trying to say Unlike, unlike Crazy Rich Asians, where oh, everyone yeah. was like, this is the very first blockbuster Hollywood movie with proper Asian representation. You've got Ken Jong playing a Singaporean. I'm so, so angry about that. Dude, it's so weird. They just basically grouped the whole Asians into one group. It was whack. <laughs> it's like, okay, Asians are just not one thing. They're not just one group. There's so many ethnicities in Asia. Yeah, no shit. And like to be just grouped into Asians yeah, is so degrading, and I feel so offended. Y'all really thought you could get away with casting Ken Jong, huh? <laughs> it's the same as saying like, well, all Asian people look the same. Y'all whites look the same too. I should I shouldn't say that. I should be better. But let's continue. So let's go ahead to plot and characters. We should discuss Will first. 
I love Will. She's I, my favorite character. Her name I is kind of whack to me. Will Humina. It's so hard to pronounce her name. Will Wilhelmina. Humina. Will. I'm just going to call her Will. <laughs> Will. Mm. But yeah, like, when you think about it, Will's like the ideal Asian kid. Except for the fact that she's gay. My parents would, you know, would live a calm and tranquil life my if I turned out like Will. Mine just, is the gay. You know, like, my parents would just say, oh my god, I'm so proud of you for the first time instead, instead of giving you food. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that she's, you know, Chinese successful surgeon in New York City. <gasps> that's a, you know, that's a Chinese parent dream come true. I bet she rich, bro. Well, yeah. I bet she rich. You know, which is why she has a pretty large flat in New York. I feel like she should have had like a bigger flat than Vivian. Do doctors even make that much money in America? Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Like a lot. Oh, especially that's nice. surgeons. Hmm. Yeah. She could definitely afford a better apartment. She could. She just doesn't need one. Maybe she's just Asian. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. But yeah, like uh, we could talk about the whole culture and ego versus Asian traditions of having to take care of your parents and family. Because that could, factors that, that yeah that factors into the fact that will even if she was a lesbian, can still be considered a perfect and token Chinese daughter. Because you see, you see her going through like so much struggle, trying to be true to herself, but then locking that away for such a long period of time in order to save face. Because she didn't, her mom. Yeah, because she didn't want to embarrass her mom and her grandparents. Well, I guess it's not that. It's also kind of, it's also really hard to come out, especially in an Asian family. Well, yeah. Because, like, like, with my experience, I was outed, so I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. I, didn't ta- I didn't tell them that I was gay. They figured it out from someone else. Mm-hmm. And then, like, well, just that is just really hard to kind of digest, I guess. And especially, we know that, she, her mom actually caught her with the girl. Yeah. And her mom was just in denial. Yeah, so her mom knows. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to face it. It was, it was really sad for me to watch the scene where she speaks in Mandarin to her mother and she says, Mom, I love you, but I'm also gay. And the very first thing the mother says to her was, how can you put those two words in the same sentence? You, if you're gay, you don't love me. And she goes, how could you do this to me? I'm not a bad mother. I don't deserve this. That was damn. That was what my the, the first thing that my mom told me. Oh my god. She just basically said that I failed as a mother. She said that word for word. Mm-hmm. Oh my she god. Said she was disappointed in herself because she thought it was her failure that she didn't raise me right. That's fucked up. It is. It is. It's very fucked up. That's but fucked up. That's just that's just a facts. Like mm-hmm. facts of like. Especially growing yeah. up gay in Asian household. Mm-hmm. That's a fucked up aspect of the movie, but it's it's, it's very true. much true, you know. Mm-hmm. Like almost every single Asian LGBTQ kid goes through the same shit Will did. Because like there's this whole idea of being gay being Western culture and not part of the Asian. Culture. Yes, that's also a thing, isn't it? It's like, so it's like if you're gay, it's because you're whitewashed. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My but God, I think that's, that, that was like one of the things that my parents talked about before they sent me to America for college. She was like, you better, they were like, you better be careful, like, over there. You better pick and choose which friends you hang out with before you come back turning gay. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, you're, no, you're not you're not coming back American. You're it, not coming back it gay. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, um, I could have a straight friend, but that doesn't mean I'm straight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Being gay is such an American thing for Chinese families. Considered an American thing. Or it's considered. Yeah, family. yeah, yeah. Even though it's not, it's literally in every culture that you're gonna encounter. Because no matter how you're raised, you can still be gay, mm-hmm. and you cannot control it facts but yeah like asian people just have a very different mindset of what being gay is they just think it's like a whole other world and very ignorant towards people Mm. around them Mm -hmm. who are part of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. um and let me see she lived under work as an excuse to explain her lack of men in her life i did not analyze it that deep elaborate well, you see her working really hard, but then she kind of used it as an excuse to why she's not dating oh. and why she doesn't want to date the men that her mom tries to get her with. Like her mom does this matchmaking thing, right? She tries to get Will to kind of date these people that she's trying to set her up with. Mm-hmm. But she's always like, oh, I can't, I'm just too busy with work. But then she meets Vivian and then she got, got into a relationship with Vivian. Which means she's not busy. Well, she but has even a lot, then, she has a little bit of time. A little bit, <laughs> but she just chose not to because she's gay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. And you can definitely see the like this tug of war between her personal and romantic life and her family life. Of course, she's just basically being pulled at all these different directions. She's being pulled towards Vivian, pulled towards her pregnant mother, pulled towards her job as a surgeon. You know that line where Vivian says that she's basically like smudged, like wedged between Will's mother and Will's pager? I'm just going to say it outright. Vivian's not my favorite character. Well, but then again, I do understand where Vivian's coming from because I have been in a relationship where I am out, but... Mm -hmm. My partner at the time wasn't out. You should be more understanding to your partner who well, isn't out. I was understanding, but at the same time, I do feel the frustration that Vivian uh-huh. felt. So, like, I didn't push. I didn't push her. I didn't push her to come out or anything. It's not like I'm that kind of person because I know how hard it is to come out. And but also at the same time, I do understand the frustrations. The frustrations that she's feeling, especially dating well. Mm. With the pager and her mom. Well, I guess the work part wasn't really relevant in my opinion. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's work, you know. You can't really do anything about work, especially if you're a doctor. Mm-hmm. But with the mom part, it's so tough. Especially because I know what it also feels like with Will sho- in Will's shoes. Like, so I do sympathize with both characters. I think that you can have that frustration. You're definitely entitled to that frustration. You can have those feelings. But with the way Vivian talked to Will, it was as if Will wasn't putting any effort into the relationship, even though she knows that's not true. I guess, like, 
In a way, I think Will should have been more outspoken about her issues too. She's Chinese. You gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I I am more open towards that stuff, like mm-hmm. with especially if I'm dating someone. Like I feel like I feel the need to have good communication, just because I know mm-hmm. that will provide better insight to what's happening in my life, and so that they can have a better understanding of what my life is like. Mm-hmm. But since Will that was, Will was really introverted and very closed off, mm-hmm. so she wasn't really revealing things that are happening in her home, especially with her mom, to Vivian. Mm. So I guess in, the, in a way, Vivian also didn't really get how, how much of a hard time Will was having. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess the way Vivian was portrayed, she didn't seem like a good person. She was just there to take and take and take, like, bro. But you know what's really funny? That one scene where in Vivian's apartment, the first time we were in Vivian's apartment, uh-huh. That gay panic in Will's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. Because, okay, I feel like Vivian's character is so, so forward that it gives me anxiety. (laughs) Because, like, I've never really seen that much confidence and gusto in lesbian relationships. I mean... And starting out, uh huh. Lesbians don't really do that. Like it's kind of <laughs> hard for us to even tell when someone's flirting with us. So it's like, um, are you like if, if a girl would be complimenting my outfit or my style, I'll be like, are you? <laughs> so are you flirting with me or are you just being nice? We can never tell. So it's like when I'm hanging out with a new person, I can never tell if we're on a date or if this is a friend hangout thing. That must be a struggle for you, huh? It's so weird. Because, like, I would always be chilling and I'd be, like, thinking to myself, should I make a move? Or is it, <laughs> or did, I, did I see this wrong? Did I read this wrong? But to make sure of that, I always dress nice. Oh. So I never know. You've got a plan. I never know. Yeah, I, I just, I'm not dating anyone right now, so, you know, hit me up. I guess. <laughs> Let's go back to Vivian's character. But yeah, like Vivian's character, um, I guess it's, um, we just have to talk about, especially like being out and when you're dating someone who's in the closet. Like, it's pretty tough because um, you know what it felt like to be in a closet and then you're out. And then once you're out, it's kind of like you're free of this restraints and this load. In your well, life. you're free, but your partner isn't. That's what's hard. That dynamic yeah, course, is going to yeah, be hard. Yeah, that dynamic is going to be hard. But it's like, the, what I think is that Vivian, the way I think about it, Vivian, if you can't have a partner that's as busy and as closeted as Will, then just don't have the relationship. You look Facts. for someone else, you look for someone else who's compatible with you. If you're in art, don't date a STEM major. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work out, yo. It's not. It's just not gonna work out. Like, okay, but that's just like my experience, I guess. Like, I've been talking to a few of my friends who are also in either social sciences or art, mm-hmm. and their experiences with STEM majors are just hard because it's hard to relate to a lot of things that they're experiencing, especially with their busy workload and busy life. Yeah. Everyone has different schedules for their lives. The way Vivian was portrayed in the film, it looked as if she just didn't give a shit about that. 
the one scene that really made me so angry was like, okay, I get it, Vivian. It's your birthday and you expect your closeted girlfriend to be there at 8. But your closeted girlfriend is a goddamn surgeon. She's out there saving lives. It's impossible for your surgeon girlfriend to have a set schedule every single day. You don't know how many people are going to die in a day and she's out there saving lives. Well, yeah, but also at the same time, Vivian was understanding to that part. She was just not understanding to the mom part. Because, okay, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of rude in a way, especially to put to be put on a pedestal, especially with your mom when mm-hmm. you're like 28. Okay. Will's 28, uh-huh. and she got a she got work, she got her own personal life, uh-huh. and then her mom's still kind of like bugging her, and especially waiting for her in her house, mm-hmm. kind of like asking her to come home, because sometimes when you're that old, you just have plans, you know, you're just not gonna be able to come home at the right time at the right moment. But Will's being a really nice daughter by coming. That's home. the reality of so many Asian kids. My sister experienced that up to the point until she got married. Well, yeah, I mean, the only time she she actually felt like hundred percent freedom was when she got married and she moved out of our house. But when she was still living in our house, she was thirty years, like 28, 30 years old, and she still had curfew. Yeah, which is the thing, though. Like, I feel like Asian parents should be more aware. That's rude. Like, Asian yeah. parents are rude for doing that. But it's just since we're in twenty twenty now, mm-hmm. I guess it's like. It's okay to speak about this because like i know that my parents are probably not going to be listening to this podcast so i can say this right now uh, mom dad y'all rude um i'm like I'm, I'm turning 21 in a few months and i still have like a 6 p.m curfew okay I whatever they're around. i don't have a curfew necessarily because my mom and my dad are pretty more progressive mm-hmm. in those things like in those areas but i do feel it especially when my mom's visiting me in the u.s and then i'm going to school or i'm just doing my thing mm. she's at home trying to get me to come home and spend yeah, like, where are you like where are you still outside like but then the thing is that i can't spend all my time with my mom because i have a life too outside of my family life mm. like i have friends to meet and i have people to meet i have stuff to do like mm-hmm. photo photo shoots to do school stuff to do mm. and that i just can't be with my mom 24-7, mm. which is what she's expecting me to do when she's in LA with me. That makes sense because she doesn't get to visit you that often. I, I can still understand like where parents are coming from when it's in that situation. But when you're living, when you're, you know, living with them mm-hmm. and they just expect you to be together with them all the goddamn yeah, yeah. time. Oh God. Just saying, I know my parents are not listening to this too. Like, dude, being stuck here in my parents' house for till next year. <laughs> for till September. next year. <laughs> like, okay, till September 2021 is honestly a nightmare. <laughs> like, I cannot be staying here for a whole last year. I swear to God. Like, if I didn't have an internship, if I did, I'm not making films or not making anything, I'd be going crazy right now. There are a lot of things that Asian parents expect from their kids. Chinese parents. Let's not say Asian because we don't exactly share the same experience with other Asians, don't we? But like with Chinese, Chinese, Indonesian parents, I guess. There's a lot that they expect from their kids. There's a lot of expectations. The expectation of taking care of them when they grow old. The expectation of always listening to what they say. They expect their kids to continue to put them on a pedestal till the day they die. And also like, 
I guess a lot of it comes to them, like, okay, with my experience, especially, like, probably, like, other partners that I've had in my life, like, mm -hmm. past relationships that I have. Um, it's like, they think they know best. Of when, course. When maybe what they're saying is not the best for you. It is the best for them, but not for you. Here's a phrase that my dad continues to say again and again. Until today, each time I disagree with him. Kamu nggak tahu papi udah 60 tahun. Makan asam garam cukup. In English, it means, don't you know that your dad is 60 years old? I've eaten enough salt on earth to be more wise than you. Like, I know what, like, I know all the different flavors of salt. You couldn't possibly come up to my level. I guess that's, it's also that whole seniority kind of thing, mindset. It's like, yes, I'm older than you, I'm wiser than you, fact. You know, mm -hmm. like, you're just a naive little kid who doesn't know shit. In a lot of, in a lot of ways, they are definitely wiser than us. In a you lot know, of 60 ways. years of knowledge well, in his pocket. In a lot of ways, but then again, I guess it's wrong to think that because also at the same time, like, like a, uh, a lot of people our age who owns companies who have interns, for example, like where I'm interning right now, like what they like to say is that like, there's a lot of stuff that we can also learn from interns. I'm just saying that wouldn't it be better if your kid uh, like each time each time parents give us advice and then each time they keep on saying like no 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 just listen to me i've been i've gone through what you've gone through hey mom because like we're doing this because we don't want you to be hurt like mm -hmm. like we were um when we were at your age i'm just saying isn't it better for these kids to learn from experience exactly. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're keeping kids in a golden cage hoping that they won't like, be hurt ever in their lives and then when you open are. the door of the cage they won't even know how to fly like do you think they are doing that for our good when no i don't think it's good because i think it's it's, it's just, detrimental to our it's mental health just like like give your child the the leeway and like the pathway that they go and kind of just guide them through it but at the same time letting them experience what they have to experience in order for them to grow as a person guiding is one thing what chinese parents do is that they demand <laughs> they don't guide yeah you're, you're right you're right beautiful choice of words right <laughs> i, I want to talk about one other thing that i forgot um i can't remember i think you go first we were still on Vivian's character <laughs> before we started talking about this, right? Yeah, I just wish that Vivian was a lot more understanding with Will's uh, case. To me, Vivian has it good. I know that she struggled with the fact that her parents are divorced and all that, but how many Chinese kids do you see who are able to pursue a dance, like a career in dance, and actually have their dad be really proud of them? I think. It's different when you're in art and you're Chinese. You've gone through one thing. It's easier to get to another point. So you're in art. I'm not. We're both Chinese. Why don't you talk about your experience? Well, okay. Here's the thing. My mom used to not. My mom used to not support me taking art. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to take business. Typical. Or engineering. Mm. Like my mm -hmm. dad, because my dad owns a telecommunications company. Uh, so uh. she wanted me to pursue what he's doing with his business. So yeah. I can continue it. Uh -huh. But then 
I wanted to do film when I was in sixth grade. I told mm-hmm. her I want to take film, but then mm-hmm. she was like, "Well, you can't." Mm-hmm. And I asked her why, and mm-hmm. she said, "Because I said so." That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. But then, like a friend of hers, kind of talked her into it, and she, her friend was talking about how if there are no artists in the world, then who are supposed to make the films? Mm-hmm. And then that kind of changed her outlook and how her mindset towards art. Then after that, she was okay with me taking art. That's great. And because of that, I feel like it's easier for you to do things that are out out of the ordinary and them not expecting much from you anymore. Because you've kind of <laughs> oh, like, that's a great way to look at it. Because you've kind of gone out of the pathway that they wanted you to take. So it's like so they don't really have a lot of expectations anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, let's like, just put all the expectations on I, the second when kid. When I come home with like really short haircut. They, like, had, ah, they were really disappointed. Like the, but ah, the she's an time, art kid now. <laughs> at the same time, they're like, you know what? It's okay. She's an art. Doesn't yeah. matter. We can just say she's just an artist. She's an artist now. It's okay for her to have short hair. <laughs> and when I'm like dressing up really masculine, she's like, she's an artist now. Artist. It's okay. It's artist. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when funny. I when I got tats, like when I got tattoos, she's just gonna be like, she's an artist now. She's an artist. <laughs> That's so funny. there's less expectations put on you. That's why it's easier for Vivian, I think. That makes her selfish, doesn't it? But then because again, there, there's not as much expectations for her. What Vivian fails to understand is that Will isn't like her. But then Will also has to take that step forward, because like in a it way, it takes time. Like in a way, I think it was time. Don't you think? Like she was at this point in life where she's in a serious relationship with a girl, and then she's not fucking around. But Will needed to do it on her own terms. Yes, that's true. I agree with that, and I—it's not right for Vivian to push Will, mm. and I agree on that totally. But I'm saying I also get where both these characters are coming from. As mm. also Will, like especially Will, like because Will hasn't taken that step of confidence and step of out of the ordinary kind mm, of sense mm-hmm. in her life ever she's been following what has been put on her like as expectations and ideals especially with going be, going to become a surgeon and, and a doctor and all that stuff like that's what makes asian parents proud you know mm-hmm. and she's done these stuff to especially to make her mom proud but she doesn't she doesn't she hasn't gone through that thing where she's okay. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna take my own path. Like she's still going. She's technically still going through the path that mm-hmm. her parents paved for mm-hmm. her. So there are more expectations put on her. That makes sense. I think we can continue to talking about Will's mom now. Cool, cool. She, yeah, she was the awesome. star of the movie. She was, <laughs> she was really pretty. Joan Chen is just. Immaculate. And we have the same last name. Ooh. Different spelling though. Well, I mean, mine's just like... Chin. Yeah, but it's not Chen. Oh, Hokkien dialect. Okay, okay. My Chinese name is Chen Huiling. Oh, that makes sense. God bless you. So, we're the same family. Oops, does that mean I can't can't thirst for (laughs) Jun No. We're not... We're Chinese. We're not... We're not those kind of people. (laughs) 
But yeah, Joan Chen, if you don't know her, she was also in Twin Peaks. I don't watch Twin Peaks. She was at Twin Peaks and she played, I forgot her character, but she was that really hot Chinese woman <laughs> with short haircut. Okay. But um, yeah, for someone her age to like, you know. She looks like Will's sister. She doesn't look old. She looked like a mother to me. Yeah, she looked like a mother to me. Really? She didn't look like little sister. But you know, someone her age, having the baby of someone who's the same age as Will, that was whack. But you know, love who you love. Then that's, whole, that's there's that whole other thing, being outside the path that you were put in again. And then it's easier for her to accept Will. In a lot of ways, Will and her mom went through the same thing. That, like, you know, how the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And when towards the end, she's accepting of Will, right? Mm. And I think that's because she's put in a place where she's not in that path of expectations anymore. Mm -hmm. She basically, she, she, she's starting to create her own path, and then she starts seeing Will in a new light. Mm -hmm. Like, she's kind of like, in a way, also out of the constructs of that expectations and ideals that is put upon her by her dad. Mm. So it's easier, I think it's easier for you to be more open-minded if once you've stepped out of that comfort zone. Once you've zone. experienced the same thing that your kids experience, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you start understanding the struggle that these people mm -hmm. face. It's, it's, it's the same thing as like, like why, why do white people still continue to vote for Trump? Because whatever Trump does, it's not going to affect them. They've never experienced firsthand racism. They've and, never yeah. ha they've never cuffed on a bus station and have white people run two meters away. <laughs> I experienced that, experience. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I racism. was in LA. But yeah, like that's what I'm saying too. But especially with like going back to Asian parents know it all. That was kind of like what Will's mom told her in a way yeah she was like okay i know best for you mm -hmm. and being gay is not what's best yeah. for you she was like i'm not a bad mother oh damn that really hurt when she said that and not being able to put herself in will's shoes mm. and just assuming basically like i think that's what a lot of asian parents there's do. that generational gap there's yeah, like, that culture gap. A lot of Asian parents just assume that they know what their kid's going through. They assume that not. their kids will be going through the same shit that they went through 30 years ago. When 30 years ago, y'all only have the Nokia. We have iPhones now. And like, it's, it's like when my mom told me that, yeah, I mean, like, there's that whole figuring out your sexuality phase where I thought that I might be bi or like, Maybe I look at a woman a different way, but then like, no, I love men. So in the end, I'm like, yeah, I'm straight. But then I'm like, and then she thought because of that, she understood where I was coming from. But the fact is, you're gay and she's not. Yeah. Nothing's going to change that. And she can never feel what I feel. Because she's facts. not gay. Exactly. So yeah. That's, there we have it. That's the whole like Asian parents and Asian kids dynamic. Mm -hmm. With a lot of Asian parents thinking Chinese they know, parents. Like, okay, Chinese mm -hmm. parents thinking that they know what their kids are going through and that their kids are just naive, you know, naive, small children. Mm -hmm. Which They're is not true. Especially for the next 50 years. Especially since you are of our age, I mean, we're 20. You're almost 21. 
this year. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're not young anymore. We have our own thoughts, we have our own opinions, we have our own aspirations and what we want in life. It's, a, it's the uncomfortable truth that we're adults. That Asian parents, I mean, Chinese parents can't face. Mm. Especially with Will, since Will is way older than us. Will was 28. You remember that line during the dinner? Well, Vivian, where Vivian asked Will's mom, like, Auntie, how's the baby? And she goes, pats Will's, pats Will's shoulder and goes, my baby works too hard. And she just forgot. I mean, she didn't want to talk about the baby that she had. Well, she did, yeah, she did that because, yeah, she did, she did that because she didn't want to talk about, you know, her baby, actual baby. But there's a lot more to her words than just her not wanting to talk about her baby. There's also the fact that she continues to call her 28-year-old daughter her baby. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I felt very like uncomfortable. That. Yeah, me too. Because I felt the... <laughs> like, I, I knew what it feels like to be in a Will's position. Yeah, Vivian my, almost outing her. My, Vivian, you're an asshole. And also, like, my mom kind of just, like, still calling me, like, trying to kiss me, like... And like doing those stuff, I don't know. I just feel really uncomfortable. I guess you and I just don't do well with like physical, physical. I don't do forms well with physical of forms of affection with my parents, because that is just not what's normal in can't. our Chinese culture. I don't like hugging. I don't like holding hands. I, I like just... holding hands and hugging <laughs> other people. I can't. That are I'm in in a romantic relationship with, but not my parents. Because <laughs> believe it or not, my actual. First love language is physical touch, but not towards my parents. That'd be just weird. <laughs> like the forms of love that I know. We from got ninety nine issues and ninety eight of them are your parents. <laughs> well, okay. Like the form of love that I know from my parents are them dragging like a night before school, mm-hmm. trying to get me to clean up my room, literally taking out all my clothes from my hanger and throwing it on the ground and asking me to organize it by color that's whack in the middle of the night yeah i feel that (laughs) (laughs) i've been through that and me not doing my homework and making her beg i mean making me beg to her to stay in school she threatened to pull you out of school for Uh not doing your homework Uh bitch you actually beg damn if i I were you i'd be like pull me out Bro, I was, I was literally like doing that thing where you're kind of like worshipping a oh god. Oh my god! You put your head to the floor. Jesus. Chinese parents made some toxic shit right there, but we're not gonna go there. Let's continue to our third yeah, and final so segment. There's so many toxic oh, okay. like, upbringing, like the ways of Chinese upbringing that are very, very toxic that we don't talk about. Will's mom was low-key toxic. She was, Damn. especially like staying with Will. Will's grandpa was like low-key toxic too. Bro, like, Will's 28. She deserves to have her personal space. Mm. And Chinese parents just don't give you that. Don't you feel? They don't understand the concept of personal space. They literally, they're literally always in your space. And when you're not listening to them, they think that... Is it because they're communist? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Let's let's move on. (laughs) Like what happened last night? I was like, I was discussing our production houses, um, like content and like stuff that like assigning people and what they're, they're supposed to do and talking about our rebranding and mm. like branding stuff. And then my mom came in and she expected me to drop everything and listen to her. 
I was in the middle of something. So I couldn't possibly just leave people hanging and just shut up for like 30 minutes just to listen to my mom. Like that's just not possible. I have like three other people waiting for me to respond to them. Hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. just like what Chinese parents expect you. Filial piety. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to our third and final segment. Wait, no, let's talk a bit about, more about Will's mom and her pregnancy with the younger dude. What's your opinion on that? I think that she can fuck whoever she I wants. I think so too, but then like, yeah, there's that whole saving face thing. He's so, like, legal. What do you think it would look like if this happened in our Chinese Indonesian community? Oh, damn. They'd be the talk of the town, bro. They, these two people will be the only thing that everyone talks about for months. Like, for years. Yeah. Even until the baby comes out, it'll be the biggest news. It'll be the only thing they talk about in weddings. And no one will pay like, attention to the happy couple. And this is like a big thing. You know, it's like a big, big thing. Which I think is way bigger than a few years ago when someone in our community had her, her nudes leaked out to parents. What? My parents. Chinese oh and Asian parents. And I'm like, bro, she's like a teenager. Stop looking at it. Like, dude, stop oh, messing oh, about you're, Oh my god, like, stop so messing about with it. You know, because it's teenager business. What are you even gossiping about yeah. this? God damn. But then I'm glad that she didn't get married with that Mr. Chu. Yeah, no, because then, you know, she'd just be miserable for the rest of her life. I think Will kind of, like, even though, like, Will had her heart broken and stuff like that, she still cared about her mom. She still of wanted she to, does. She still wanted to pull her mom out of that misery of with course. Mr. Chu. Yeah. And I think that's why Will's mom, it kind of opened Will's mom's eyes on Will and her love language, I guess. The way she expresses her love for her mom. I can see that. Don't you think? Yeah. Like her mom, maybe at that point, that was a turning point where she realized that, you know she, what? Yeah, like, you know, my kid really does love me. Despite the fact that she's gay. Maybe let's just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> that was what's in her yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's talk about the ending. I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was great. I mean, I know I said that I didn't like Vivian's character, but I want to give Vivian um, the benefit of the doubt. I'm just gonna assume that she toned down after she came back from Paris. Maybe she just thought that that wasn't where she's supposed to be. Yeah, because here's the thing. If Vivian had stayed just for will, Vivian would have been so stupid. And also there you, would you would have become like yeah, a principal well. dancer in Paris and your dumbass isn't going to take it for a girl? But then she didn't even want to be in ballet. That was because of her dad. So she, the only reason she went to Paris is because her dad wanted her to do ballet. But she wanted to do modern dance. Yeah, do, you, do, you know how much, do you know how much that shit would pay? Principal dancer in, ballet, like in Paris? Come on, is Vivian even Chinese if she passes that shit up? I think she's a Twinkie. Oh my god, stop. A banana. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow outside, white inside. <sighs> I mean, that's also kind of what I am, I guess. 
I guess it's kind of hard to be gay and be very in like in in depth with your roots, you know. Cuz there's a lot a lot of gay culture especially I think in- you say that because people associate progress oh. with western culture. Exactly. That's why people think that I'm too western even though I'm not. I'm just very progressive. You shouldn't call it your they shouldn't say that you're too western. You should just say that you're exactly. progressive. It shouldn't even be a thing. The and whole association what, of what progress do, with western like, culture. I do, that's what I think of myself as. I'm just progressive. But mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't. A lot of people here that I talk to, they just don't understand where I'm coming from. Doesn't even help that your hair is blonde right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> is that American? <laughs> Walking down the street. Yeah, everywhere I go, people would call me like. Oh my god, that's so mean. It means like fake, fake white. white. <laughs> but no, like, that's that whole thing where viewing other cultures as, especially like being gay or being pro- progressive or being open minded as a whole other culture, a whole other culture mm-hmm. and not part of the Indonesian or Chinese culture. You think that maybe the reason why so many people left at the party when Will and Vivian started to dance together was because, yep. damn, this Definitely. turning into an American party right here. <laughs> Better move to the next door Chinese restaurant. But then when you look at it, like even in American culture, being gay is still a huge taboo. Of course it is. So it's like, it's not only in Chinese culture, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is big in Chinese culture, more like bigger than in Western culture. Bigger of a taboo, you Bigger mean? Bigger of a taboo. Mm-hmm. But in Western culture, it's just because there are more... more they have more exposure to the whole idea like, And there's more it. people that are outwardly spoke... Yeah, exposure. ...speaking uh-huh. about the issue that Asian people don't because saving face. That's mm-hmm. the whole idea of saving face. Mm-hmm. What is talked about in the film? Do you think... Um, do you think it's right for Vivian and Will to end up together? If they like each other. Will is obviously still hung up on Vivian. Vivian Vivian doesn't know how to make up her mind. I think she did, <laughs> I think she did in the end. She only decided to come to the party because her mother promised her that um, Will wouldn't be there. Because she was avoiding Will. Yeah. The angst, bro. The, the angst. It's like a split second of angst. The angst. The angst is what matters. I think, I mean, I think it's nice that they got back together. Because it's obvious that Will really likes Vivian. Although, I think that she could do better. But... Okay, but honestly, the way Vivian was, like, like approaching Will, that was pretty hot. Because I, w- I haven't seen a okay. lot of... Okay! <laughs> I haven't seen... Honestly, honestly speaking, I haven't seen a lot of lesbians do what Vivian does because lesbians are so much more subtle. Is she like one in a million? It's so it's so weird looking at lesbian flirting being so out there because it's a very is usually not out there. Did it look like straight flirting to you? Not exactly but I mean there are aspects to it that are gay mm-hmm. like when the falling part like, <laughs> The apartment scene. That part didn't make sense to me. I was oh, like, that made sense what is going on? Honestly, that's something uh-huh. something would happen to me, <laughs> I guess. But okay. without Vivian being, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, mm. she, Vivian was like, 
<laughs> it was like Vivian needs to chill. Vivian needs to chill. She's really giving me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Will, I'd just be dying on the spot. But yeah, but it was it was a good movie in my opinion. I would definitely rewatch it. I wouldn't rewatch it. Not my favorite. I really liked I really liked the fact that it's you know it's proper representation. It's it's like a rare gem Chinese American lesbians. I loved all of it. But I don't think it's something that I would watch again. I don't know. Um it didn't really hit the right spots for me. Oh, can we talk a bit about the racism in the film? Oh, yeah, just Will's to mom's it. words like the black Neighbor. Well, yeah, like I do agree that it is a racist part of the film, but then again, if we're looking at the context of Asian parents, I mean Chinese parents too, like more specifically, Chinese parents are just like that, you know. Again, we're not excusing this. We're not. Like that was hella racist. That was. But racist. the fact is, probably a hundred percent of Chinese parents are I, gonna be racist. And I get why Alice Wu put it in the script because it's part of the problematic things that Asian parents are, especially mm. Chinese parents. Because mm-hmm. I feel like with this film, she's a huge part of it. She was criticizing Chinese parenting mm-hmm. too. And how hard it was for Will to just tell her mom to stop. Like, mom, stop. Dude, like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Because I, I, I you know, I go through that as well. My mm-hmm. dad is a boomer who thinks that he has the end pass for some goddamn reason. And each time he says that, I was like, Papi, you know that shit's racist, right? Like, you gotta stop, papi. Yeah, I would call them out, but then all the time... And they'd be like, like no, okay. it's okay, it's okay. It's not okay. The reason, Damn. Will, the reason Will didn't try to confront her mom about this thing that she it's said... It's hard. Because, okay, here's the thing. Talking to Asian parents or Chinese parents more, specific, more, specific, more specifically about racism and sexism and all these topics... Just discrimination in general. It's like talking to a wall. It's talking to a brick wall. (laughs) Do you know, it took me two years. It took me two years of moving to LA, going to school there and everything, for me to come back to Indonesia and actually be brave enough to speak up about my parents' bullshit. It's so hard. Two years in America. And this happened recently, like a few weeks ago. My mom called a trans woman a Benjong. Well, it's technically it's a derogatory word. It is in, a derogatory word. It's like in, saying in, in, in it's like Indonesian. Faggot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, you guys can't say if you're not queer or you're not gay or part mm. of the LGBTQ community. But um, it's like saying that, and I did try to educate her about it. I confronted her about it. But then what she did, she just got mad at me, like back at me. Mm-hmm. And then she's saying that I wanted to make my community exclusive. Well, she actually used fancy words to fight you back, huh? <laughs> she said she wanted she wanted me to be different, hmm. which wasn't the point. I was trying to tell her about the history and the oppression that we feel, especially as gays. I mean, as gays. Yeah, because the fact is that word has negative connotations. Exactly. When she said it, it had negative connotations. Because she's straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because she's straight. Hmm. Like she, cause she didn't, because she wasn't she, aware she, and she didn't go through anything. Yeah, she was never belittled. She was, she never felt inferior when she heard that word. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. That's why she can't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if she, if she was part of the LGBTQ community and she felt what we feel, maybe it would be okay. But then because she doesn't know anything at all about being queer, that makes it not okay. 
Mm. And that was what I was trying to address to her. Mm. But it didn't get through. Like I said, it's like talking to a goddamn wall. Mm. It's hard to address these kind of things with... That's why know. Will didn't even try. She tried a little bit. Only a little bit. She gotta try it harder, but you know, I, I, I can but really I can relate understand to that. why. Like, 17-year-old me could never to her parents. Especially like, since Will was out I get spanked, too. bro. Like, Especially since Will wasn't out, too. Yeah. It's terrifying. Uh, in conclusion, Chinese parents are fucking crazy. So, yeah, I think in conclusion, like, this film addresses really well the toxicity of Asian and Chinese parenting. Mm-hmm. And especially uh, with kids who are adults. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, with even with Vivian, I feel you can still see that. Chinese parents don't stop parenting you until they You're get 50. bound to a wheelchair. <laughs> even then, they won't stop, you know, pestering you for the most random yeah, shit. Yeah, I think that's just what a lot of Chinese parents have to hear, to be honest. <laughs> they have to hear that they're annoying. Duh! <laughs> oh. I still love my parents. Don't I do, I do. I do love my parents. It's just like. Some so things that I cannot tolerate. It's a complicated A lot of things that I cannot tolerate <laughs> that they do. Especially mm. not giving me space. Mm. But yeah, what would you rate the movie? I would give it an 8, 8.5. Just because I feel like it's a good representation. And I think I really like the Planet China part. <laughs> and the interactions between the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a 7. Okay. Like I said, it, it, it it's nice, but not my favorite. Didn't really hit it in the right spots for me. But still, we still very much recommend you guys to watch it, you know, even though you already would heard you the spoilers. Like, would you watch this or Imagine Me and You? I'd rather watch this than Imagine Me and You. Because again, you know, Chinese-American, like, go go China. <laughs> you're, good, you're kind of biased that way. Of course, I'm kind of biased that way. But like, I feel like Imagine Me and You is like a lighter watch than this. It is. It is. It's a much lighter watch than like Saving Face. You don't really have to think when you're mm-hmm. watching it. This is like, because you relate on a lot of things that they're talking about, and they're actually bringing heavy topics onto the table. They are. Mm-hmm. Which makes you kind of like think more mm. than Imagine Me and You. Imagine Me and You was like a breeze. It was. It was. There was not much to talk about. That's why we decided not Which was to. supposed to be what a rom-com is, but I feel this Saving film, Face went to the next level. It was they took the next step. revolutionized rom-coms mm. mm-hmm. in a way. Because it's saying that rom-coms could also be about um, heavy, th- heavy topics mm. and bringing, delivering messages that are heavy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's all for today. And we'll see you guys next week with, what's our film next week? Penelope. Penelope, one <laughs> I of don't my know favorite rom-coms. <laughs> I'll watch it and I'll get back to you guys about it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.